Welcome to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled and the U Tubery. Oh, we're on today, huh? <laughs> well, we're recording uh, it. Okay. We're recording it today. It is May 1st. Woohoo. It's today. May Day. It is May Day. May Day. I have got to be honest with you. In Los Angeles, when I was the pastor at First Presbyterian Church, there was always the May Day breakfast. There was always a some Maypole mm. thing. I never ever understood what May Day <laughs> What May Day is? Well, I looked it up a long time ago, but I don't know that I could reiterate I'm it. I'm assuming all. it's a celebration of Mayness. Mayness? Uh, is, is that <laughs> that what sounds it, like right. Is that what it is? Spring. Uh, it's a communist union oh work day. There you go. It, well, it, yeah, it probably. I don't know, but but yeah, they they always it was always a big deal. There was a, I think the Methodist Church. Always had a May Day breakfast. Really? I never went. Yeah, I, yeah, and and I would always celebrate and Happy May Day. And, and I'm thinking to myself, Do I even know what this? Not means? even sure what this means. I deliver May Day baskets to our shut-in. And what? But, and where does that? Uh, where does where does that come into? Uh, uh, you know, what's the May Day breakfast? Or, or the May Day baskets and everything. That's the flowers. You're supposed to have the flowers. I thought it was a celebration is, of spring or something like is that. Is that uh, mine up on on our board, or is that you? Okay, <laughs> then I, I'll take I'll, I'll take care of it. But yeah, I just I, I it it came across, and May Day is always there, and and um, uh, um, and no, it's you, Jimbo, not me. Um, so <laughs> yeah. May 1st is here, and everybody's celebrating May Day. May Day. <laughs> and we didn't know it until we just went on the air. Yeah, that's it. So, if you are listening here on Becoming Christlike, happy May Day. Absolutely. And I hope that you are celebrating something and that you have a May Day basket on your doorstep. <laughs> and I did watch one time. I remember the dance they used with the ribbons. For some reason, well, I've seen that. That's cool, though. They intertwined it. That's that's a mm-hmm. isn't that a maypole? Maypole, yeah. And 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 people, it's an okay. So there you go, Jimbo looked it up for us. It's a it's a a public holiday and and it, and the, the the Mayflower and Maypole and dancing and everything. And I, I just think of spring. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a big giant. Now it's just a a, a time to give out a little baskets. So what's in the baskets then? What they in- were just flower baskets, and I took to two shut-ins up here in La Junta, and then they do more down in Los Animas, and it's just okay. a time for them to get together with people and and talk. Patty Sheen, who's in our chat room, who has a, a show here on the road less traveled. She has uh, literally speaking on Tuesday mornings at eight a.m. She says we're doing May Day baskets at our next South Side club meeting Woo-hoo. I didn't get a May Day basket I know they said only the women this time so now see that's just wrong you can call in our society today that's just wrong you can just tell them that they're have a problem with it and contact them <laughs> Deacons in Los Animas gets it I think Harry Marlowe's listening Harry you got to bond with me on this one brother uh, it, it, May Day baskets for uh, women only is just wrong. Well, then I'll bring you flowers next week. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> See, there you go. You I can give it. it to your wife though, I, and say, "Here." I know it. I know it. Hey, if you want to find out about uh, more about becoming Christlike, you can check us out on our website at www.bemorechristlike.com. You can also follow us on our mobile mm-hmm. uh, at m.bemorechristlike. Dot com. It's got a whole bunch of neat little gadgety things. You can put in prayer requests. You can get a hold of us. You can listen to shows. Absolutely. You can follow us on Facebook at Becoming Christlike. Uh, that is always a busy place. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the ever, ever busy, always busy Twitter page. That's right. Which has like a million and a half bazillion people. I wish. Who follow you you take care of our social media and you do a fantastic job on it you work hard on it you work long on it uh, long hours on it and boom the people follow 
well, they follow it. I hope they learn and I yes. hope they read and I hope they enjoy God's word. So if you are a Twitter fanatic, just that, what is 140 characters? 160, 140. 140 characters. Uh, the gospel of Jesus in 140 characters of, or less. That's right. A lot of times I have to refer them to our Facebook page because it's of, way too long. I thought of you uh, yesterday because of that Twitter thing. We always talk about how you've got to be succinct with your, okay, what do I say in 140? Now you can always, you know, do another tweet right after. Right. But I thought of you because Jacob, uh, my son, who is a senior is you know applying for any scholarship that's out there uh-huh. anything and and there is a place scholarships.org and and all those that have scholarships from all kinds of well there is a facebook uh scholarship out there uh-huh. that a that a, a company has and i can't even remember it might be even be like an orthodontics uh, anyway really? and it is a scholarship uh where you comment on their facebook page of why you deserve this scholarship in 10 words or less. Oh, my goodness. So we were having fun last night trying to come up with the uh, you know, 10 words. 10 words or less. Oh, my gosh. That would be hard. And it's like a $500 scholarship. Well, go for it. Yeah. And so we were trying to come up with the 10 exact words. And there's uh, there's all kinds of them out there. You write the haiku. There's all Most of them are essay questions. And Jake's pretty good at those. But they come from... There's one scholarship called I Got a Spine dot org, and it's a it's a chiropractic oh, really? uh, company that gives out scholarships to cool. kids. And so, uh, yeah, there's an orthodontics one. The essay question was: Imagine you have to buy a toy for an eight year old, uh, and it can't have any electronics with it or anything. What toy would it be? And then then explain. Uh, how it would be beneficial to the child. It's it just a very strange. It, there's oh there's all kinds of scholarships. So we're trying to, hey, Jacob, write a, write an essay, man. So I know what you're doing every night now. That, or yes, Jake is doing it Jake anyway. is doing it every night, <laughs> just sitting down and writing an essay to try and get uh, oh, wow. uh, scholarships. So so I did think of you. I thought, oh, 10 months. Boy, that's like Dawn trying to It is, to and do it's hard stuff. to and, get it all done. Yeah. And with them, where it's characters, you know, you change the word you just to a you and a right. B just to a B, and you're always looking for shortcuts or leave out the vowels. And, and so everybody who uh, who is in the Twitter uh, universe, I suppose, knows all of those. I often have to write and say, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are those five letters I that don't just get put it. together? I don't, you've just said a whole phrase in nine letters, and I'm not quite <laughs> sure what, what that means. I don't know what it means. means. Yeah. So, They're very patient with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you are listening to Becoming Christ Like right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Derek. Uh, Dawn is beside me here. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. We just finished a gruelingly oh. uh, introspective uh, self inventory book. Yes. Uh, Lord from change, change, yes, from James McDonald. Lord, change my attitude before it's too late. I told you something good after that one because uh, ten weeks of that, I need something happy. <laughs> we went through Lent, we went through Easter, we passed Easter, we got it, but it was a, a well worth it. Well worth it. Again, if you didn't hear that, go to uh, bemorechristlike.com. dot com. Um, there's down in the lower left hand section. There's a little. Uh, a running tab of all the shows that we have on the road less traveled. You can click on them. It'll take you uh, to blog talk radio and you can listen to all the archives, search our Facebook. They're all on there. Um, You you can listen to them, but, but yeah, it was like 10 weeks, wasn't it? Introspection for that long is Ah, a long time. So we're tired. Yeah. We're happy. We need happy. (laughs) So, uh, we sat down after the show last week and said, what in the world are we going to do? And it's always fun. It, there's always that freshness. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, that that excitement, that rejuvenation. Something, what's new for us to talk about that we haven't talked about already with us going on two, two and a half years, I mean, however many yeah. years. I Several mean, years. really... I was I was telling Patty Sheen, who is uh, the host of, as I said before, literally speaking, um, I was looking at our blog talk 
the other day, which encompasses all the shows that we do, that we've ever done on the road less traveled. And I believe we are 29 shows now short of 500. Wow. Out of all of our shows that we do, Becoming Christ Like Derek and George, uh, I think it's 20-some shows short of 500 shows. That is awesome. That's a lot of shows. It is. That is a and a lot, lot of, of thought goes into a it. Lot a of, lot of topics. A lot of, a lot of work goes into it, a lot of thinking. And, and we do that here on Becoming Christlike when we get the new opportunity to start a new study. And you said, don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it all in depth. And, and yet... What we this is ch- very in depth. <laughs> when I was looking it up, I thought, "Oh, this is dumb." So what I'm going to back at it again. And I so, don't do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got. Uh, yeah, Jimbo's reminded us that we've got to do our prayer, and so <laughs> we should probably do that as we begin uh, our, our study. So let's go ahead and, and have a time of prayer, Father God. As we begin this new study, as we begin to uh, look into a new area of our lives. Give us faith, give us courage, give us truth, that indeed we might be honest with ourselves, be honest with others, um, as we seek to do your will, as we seek to live our lives um, the way that you would want us to, as we seek to become more Christ-like, be with us. We pray for those who are listening today, uh, that indeed you might touch their hearts, uh, be with us in the words that we speak so that you might be glorified. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Amen. And so what we decided was, <laughs> no, you know, and I think it's so funny that we say, you know what, let's take it easy and let's, let's kind of do a simple thing. And we choose worship. Yes. When I got home and I started looking it up, I thought, oh, wow, this is a whole lot more than I thought. That old chestnut. <laughs> We, we we kind of uh, wrapped it around, and we're going to be talking. We don't know how many weeks, probably a couple, two or three weeks. We'll see. It all depends on how in-depth it gets, and we, we hear it becoming Christ-like, always end up getting in-depth. But we really, we kind of wrapped it around a question of what is worship? Mm-hmm. What is true worship? And... Uh, it, it seems on the surface to be something that could be answered very easily. But it's not. But we, if you were to go up to people and ask them, hey, what is worship? Going to church on Sunday. There you go. There's the answer. Let's go on to the next. <laughs> That's right. That's it. They would say, what is worship? And, and more than I worship like- God on Sunday when I yeah. go to church. And more than likely... They will give you an answer not to that question, but they will give you an answer to the question of when is worship? Sunday. 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 You'll say, you know what, I just want to... Or I might go to Bible school on Sunday. Bible study on on Sunday Sunday night night or or Wednesday Wednesday or something Mm -hmm. like that. But if you go up to them and say, what is worship? They will probably say to you, you mean when is worship? Well, we worship on Sunday mornings at, at... such and such right. a time, come and join us. Yes. And we would have to stop and say, that wasn't the question I asked you. The question that I'd asked is, what is worship? And some then will say, worship is uh, the liturgy, and then prayers of the people, and then the children's sermon, and then we sing a song, and then there's a sermon, and sometimes there's communion. And we're actually talking about their man-made... Uh, regimes, right, and 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 then I would have to say, no, I didn't ask you what are the parts of your worship service. I ask you what is worship, and and by that time, most people will have will say to you, I don't understand your question. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> that's what they will say. Well, when I was reading it, I thought, yeah, that's yeah. right. They will say, I don't understand your question. What are you asking me? Mm-hmm. And and really, what we're asking here on becoming Christ-like. Uh, is the is really what is worship to you? And so what we want to do is try and change the mindset, to change the paradigm a little bit, that I think all 
everyone who listens in the end gets the aha of, well, of course I knew that. I just didn't know you were asking that. And what we're trying to do here on Becoming Christ, like and what we want to talk about over the next few weeks, and we hope that you will join into the uh, to the conversation, is the idea of 24-7 worship as a lifestyle. Right. Not just as a lifestyle of, well, I go on Sundays. Now, are you going to define that more for them? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. Nope, nope. Okay, we just we're, hung the question we're, out. We're done. 24-7, <laughs> worship as a lifestyle, do it, and you'll be better off. I mean, that's that's as far as we go. How? And then... Then that becomes the, then that becomes the question we had gone on GodQuestions.org, and we <laughs> like that. Uh, it, by no means is it is it the be all do all. It is uh, people, it's a good reference. Yeah, and and some people will say, <clears throat> I absolutely hate that. I won't go on that at all. I like it for for the, for the layman who who says, uh, I got a question. <laughs> GodQuestions.org is a fantastic little site that I agree. you go to. And that's the site, gotquestions.org. That's right. And Very we, simple. And so we went in and went to gotquestions.org, and we just typed in, what is worship? Mm-hmm. or or And even, what is true worship? And I love the answer that they gave. And, of course, the answer that they give comes from uh, the book of Romans. Uh, Romans 12, 1 um, that that Paul is talking about, where he says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Absolutely. <laughs> there it is. We answered it. Romans, go to it. We're done. <laughs> do you think that will work either? I don't think so. And, of course, he goes on to say, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is, that which is good and acceptable or well-pleasing and perfect. They go on on gotquestions.org to say this passage contains all the elements of true worship. And so we're going to go through those just a little bit. They say, first, there is the motivation uh, to worship, the mercies of God. God's mercies are everything he has given us that we don't deserve. Eternal love, eternal grace, the Holy Spirit, everlasting peace, joy, saving faith, comfort, strength, all of those things. And, And those are part of our inspiration, our reasoning behind our worship. Uh, the knowledge and understanding of these incredible gifts motivate us uh, to pour faith, uh, to pour forth praise and thanksgiving. In other words, worship. Now that's what GodQuestions.org says. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I do. I do. It is yeah. worship as a, as a lifestyle is different than worship on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So, to get it out of the way, and and to be able to concentrate more on 24-7, worship as a lifestyle, let's define what worship on Sunday morning is. Oh, that's a good idea. And so we can say... The prayer, the music. Exactly. Yeah. And, And... what most people will say is that is worship, and they're right. We right. are worshiping. But is that God. what creates the worship in your heart? That's a great question. Most mainstream denominations, most of the time, it, 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 usually within the clergy, not so much within the congregation, Sunday is considered corporate worship. And that that's kind of a sterile bad word, isn't it? I think so. It's not in very our personal, society, it's not very relational. Yeah, in our society today, the word corporate, yeah, or corporation, but that's what it is. It's corporate worship. It's the time that we get together as a congregation, or a denomination, or a group of individuals that we worship together. We come together 
and say this is a representation of each one of our lives, the worship as a lifestyle, coming together as a people and as a body of Christ right. to lift up God. And they use their gifts actually to help each other exactly to, to survive in life. That's to be, basically what it is. To be renewed. Right. To be strengthened by each other. Mm-hmm. And so that worship takes on many forms. You can go from church to church to church and have a different corporate worship style. Mm-hmm. And we all have those phrases But now. when you're in church... Who's your audience? God. That's right. Well, I, I think oh, sometimes wait. people do forget you, that. Do you want the answer that it's supposed to be? or yeah, I want the true answer. Okay. The, uh, uh, God's truth or society? Yeah, God's truth. Because we all know that sometimes our audience is supposed to be the person beside me or the person behind me. Or everybody else who's sitting there, because I want them to see me there, mm-hmm. or I want them to see me do something. Right. Uh, it, that's just the plain hard truth of it. And mm-hmm. if we're going to study worship, let's not wax over what is reality. Now, what we seek in in worship is God's truth. That's what we're seeking here on becoming Christ-like. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. Okay, everybody knows that there are times in worship that I'm there because it's what I do on Sunday. That's right. I'm there because I want people to see me there. I'm there because I want to make sure that it's going the way that I want it to go. Our emotions get involved and we kind of want attention or to feel good about who we are. And I don't think it's always bad, though. No, for us to feel good who we are if we remember who put us in that place to feel good about who we are. God put us in that place to lead worship, to lead the right. Bible study. And and we want to make this plain, obviously, and hopefully we don't do this. We are not discouraging or coming down against Sunday worship, oh, Wednesday no. worship. No, it's a, it, it, I used to go from Sunday it. to Wednesday just to survive the week. I love it. it. You need it. Yes. You've got to have it. I think our goal in this study is to say, what do we get out of it? What do we put into it? What's the reasoning for us being there? And then how then, and, and I have, people used to always ask me this, and they would they would say, okay, Sunday is a culmination of my week. It's either a place that I go uh, to recover from the week, or it's a place that I go to strengthen myself for the week to come. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. I, 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 I love that. I don't really buy into the whole idea of it is a culmination of or a preparation of. I like that it is a continuation of. It is a time when during this week I have tried to live worship as a lifestyle, and now I get the chance to share it with people to in that corporate uh, worship, to sing with others instead of just singing by myself, to pray with others, to have others pray for me, um, that building up of the body of Christ and, and, and building each other up. So it is vital, Absolutely. vital, vital. That's it, why God put it into place. He right. directed the steps of worship because he knows what each of us need. Right. And it's somehow for me, though, when you say it is the culmination of my week. Um, for me, I, I don't want it to be simply because that would indicate that something's going on there that is better than what's going on in my worship as a lifestyle during the week. So it is a continuation of it is just part of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 24-7. Every day. Every day, worshiping God. And so um, we're going to take a break here in a few minutes. And when we come back, I want to spend a little bit of time defining that word, worship. Because, like I said, we all have different types of corporate worship. Mm-hmm. And I... I it always bothered me as as a pastor. It always bothered me as a congregational member. It always bothered me 
because we have these words in society now. We have traditional worship. We have contemporary worship. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, you know, satanic worship. <laughs> we have everything. We have all kind. We have uh, we have society's worship. Uh, I mean, but it it really always bothered me that certain parameters outside of God had to be present in worship for it mm. to be considered true worship. true worship. I think we get caught up in that. Well, it's not real worship if there's no liturgy. Well, it's not real worship if they, I mean... Now, don't get me wrong. A structure is necessary in corporate worship. Right. It just is. Because somebody's leading it and somebody's following along. But don't you think that there is different le levels in the growth cycle that allows you to understand that? Because I can remember sure. when I first started coming, I go, I don't like that. I like the liturgy. I like this. And then pretty soon as you grow, your worship becomes more inward instead of just at the church as your relationship grows with God. Abs absolutely. And again, those those things play their part. Obviously, they pay, play their part. The Book of Common Worship, um, we have it within within the Presbyterian Church USA, the denomination, we have orders of worship. That's that's great. They help. They're wonderful to right. try and come up with that order of worship. It is necessary when you are trying to lead a group of people. people. Yes. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when somebody decides, you know what, let's tweak that a little bit, and people flip. You mean like cookies oh and milk God. for communion? Is that what you're talking about? You no. did that to me. I remember that. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that or remembered that, but absolutely. That's what... <laughs> No, uh, it, it, it's that whole idea of if the liturgy isn't just just right, or if the songs aren't just right. It is amazing to me that the, the the smallest thing that can throw people out of whack. Because what that indicates to me is worship has become. A habit for you or entertainment or entertainment for you um, now don't get me wrong worship as a lifestyle is definitely a habit mm -hmm. but I'm talking about that habit that says this is the way we we do it this is the way and, and, and there's now, no other way now all of a sudden I changed it on you and you freaked out and now for some reason because I've changed that you can't worship mm -hmm. I don't get that I just I, I I don't get it's that. a distraction in our thought process because how many times does God say <laughs> you know what I'm gonna flip it around on you a little I bit. think he throws wrenches in the chain a lot he does it all the time <laughs> we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna talk about more about this word worship what it is what it isn't what does it mean to have it as a lifestyle and how in the world do we live it out 24 7 uh, so we want you to stay with us right on the other side of this break. You're listening to Becoming Christlike right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. The mist from the morning dew. And the sun peeks out over the horizon. A new day has dawned and a new chance presents itself. A chance to once again do battle. The lush green grass of the Midwest farmland lies in wait. Guarded by the beaches filled with the sands of time after time after time. You unsheath your weapon of choice and lash out at the enemy before you. And for hours you navigate the landmines, cursing and praising in the same breath. But in the end, whether in victory or defeat, you vow to wake in the morning and do it all over again. Just four miles north of Marion, Indiana, lies a battlefield. A battlefield not just of bunkers and waters, but a battlefield of the mind. A battlefield where people come to discover the best in themselves where courage is tested as each round of the enemy is faced. Arbor Trace Golf Course. Come play around. Because in golf, the more you play, the luckier you get. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. 
Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. In this world of sorrow, I have seen trouble and woe. When I get to glory, I'll see no more. I know my prayers have not been in vain. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. I'm going to let the hallelujahs ring. I'm going to praise my blessed Savior's name. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. Sometimes I get so weary inside. Then I recall how my Jesus died. Up there I know there'll be no pain. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. I'm going to let the hallelujahs ring. I'm going to praise my blessed Savior's name. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. Up there, no tears will blind my eyes. I'll walk along by my Jesus' side. I'll meet my loved ones all once again. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. I'm going to let the hallelujahs ring. I'm going to praise my blessed Savior's name. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. When I get to glory, I'm going to sing, sing, sing. Graduation day is almost here. You've worked so hard, and now it's all paying off. Everyone will be telling you how proud they are. Give them one more thing to be proud of. Celebrate graduation safe and sober. Don't let drugs and alcohol threaten what you've worked so hard to achieve. This message is brought to you by Southeast Health Group, your local resource for drug and alcohol treatment. Call 1-800-511-5446 for more information about a safe and sober graduation. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the road less traveled, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ Like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled. I'm Derek. I'm here with my sister in Christ, Dawn Or Jimbo is in the producer's booth. We are talking about worship, what true worship is, and in true becoming Christ like form. Absolutely. We solved it all during the commercial break. Absolutely. We're done. We do that. It's to become Christ like. <laughs> we should really just continue to record through that. We really should. Yes. But we were talking about that, and, and everything that we said during the commercial break was was is good. And so uh, I had told you before we went to the break, we we're going to look at this word worship. And it, we had been talking about GodQuestions.org, and we we went in and, and asked GodQuestions.org, hey, GodQuestions.org, what is worship? What is true worship? And and they begin to talk about Romans and and what Paul was saying and and they get into the idea of this this passage um, of presenting your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Godquestions.org says that's the description of the manner of your worship. And and we were talking about during the break when you when when that word comes up or when that phrase comes up that idea of I want to be. A holy sacrifice. Living sacrifice. A, a, a holy living sacrifice. Um, that is part of my worship lifestyle, mm-hmm. 24-7. How then do I do that? How do I continually and in a holy manner and in a living manner sacrifice myself 
to God. And and I had shared with you, and and we were talking back and forth. When you think of that, a a, a living and holy sacrifice. When you think of that, all these ideas come to mind. And and I was sharing with you that I know that it, that since and in Christ's atoning work on the cross. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore. But I do think back to the Old Testament times and the sacrifices that God uh, required of his people of taking the animals. And and one of the things that I like to equate that to is uh, this, this sacrificing, this death of this animal, that really we are to experience a death to self. Right. I talked about that in a in a sermon that I preached not too long ago at First Press that when when uh, in the, in the book of Luke when Jesus was saying you know pick up your cross daily and follow um, me that idea that there was no other connotation to to the cross it wasn't burdens it wasn't the heaviness of the day it was death that's what it was Christ was saying die to self to yourself every day and follow me because that's that's the only thing that they knew of the cross at that time, the horrible Roman ritual of putting people to death on it. And Christ was saying every day, 24-7, worship as a lifestyle, people, die to yourself and follow me and live for me. But have the new birth in Christ. Exactly. So that's why it is a living and holy sacrifice when when you're really putting those two words together living and dying yes and 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 so you had talked about you like the potter's wheel yes i like to be molded and sculpted to whatever he needs me to be i've always thought of it as the anvil yes the idea of i have to put you through the fire and beat the tar out of you <laughs> To get you to be what I need you to be, and when when that happens, the strongest the steel is stronger, mm-hmm. uh, the, the edge is sharper. Um, but you can't get that way without the fire and without the pressure. That's right. You can't get that way. Unfortunately, that's the way that it is. And so I see myself a lot of, and so for me, worship as a lifestyle is continually being taken back to the anvil mm-hmm. that God says, you know what? You got a little dull. You're, you're not, you're not as sharp as you were. You're not paying attention as much. Uh, you're beginning to try and shape yourself into something that you want. Mm-hmm. Not that I want. It's a never ending process to grow, to become Christ. 24 seven. Absolutely. It's for a, your entire life. It's a worship. You're not, and you're going to learn the same lessons over sometimes. It, it's not always a new lesson for me. Sometimes I got to learn the same lesson again. And so that's why they talk about in Romans and Paul talks about present yourself a living and holy sacrifice daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it can go along with that whole scripture of pick up your cross and and Luke is the only one that says it uh, daily. Daily. Mm-hmm. Daily pick it up and follow me. Right. And so for me, my worship lifestyle is constantly and continually hearing that voice of God that says, back to the anvil. Mm-hmm. Really? And you don't get upset about it, though, because you know no, he's training you. that's not always you. true. Well... <laughs> What I mean, though, is we need to we need to find the peace He gives us to let Him do that. The peace and joy that He that Christ died to give us, we find that peace and joy in Absolutely. going back to the anvil Absolutely. and letting Him shape us and mold us and sharpen us. And so, for me, it is not always enjoying the process of the anvil, but always being obedient to to when I'm called to the to anvil. the anvil. There you go. That that that's what it is for me because. It is not always. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Worship, 24-7 worship as a lifestyle is not, we said this before we went on air, incredibly difficult. (laughs) Very. Incredibly (laughs) difficult. Yes. Because that which God calls us to in worship, that living and holy sacrifice, goes against what we want our lifestyles to be. Absolutely. (laughs) It's in direct opposite of society and in direct opposite of the human nature. It is. It it, it, absolutely. And sometimes 
No fun at all. That's true. No fun at all. But the goal is for our DNA right. to be changed. Right. And we talked about that, the idea of uh, a holy sacrifice and a living sacrifice, uh, that idea of that which Christ it, it, it calls me to, that which God wants me to be, is death to self, life to humility. Mm-hmm. That says, uh, and we talked about this during the break, the idea of that which I want for my life, my hopes and dreams and goals and aspirations, rise up to align themselves with what God wants for me. Mm-hmm. Not that we drag God down. You know, hey, God, I'd really like to do this. Can you meet me halfway? Right. That's, that's, that's worship as a choice. Twelve and a half, three and a half, right. not not twenty four seven, right? Or, or yeah, or or I guess what? Yeah, well, it wouldn't be twelve and a half. It would actually be what would it be? Twenty? It'd be twelve. Twelve. Twelve and three and a half. Right. Um, it's just that partial. That's the compromise that um, so many people are willing willing to do with their Christian faith. Right. Yeah. That's and the, you cannot compromise what God says. Yeah. Is it? And a lot of the times especially when we talk about worship, but more so when we talk about worship as a lifestyle, we really think that we are doing something grand when we tell God, I'll meet you halfway. It's it's almost like this idea of, look at me. God, God doesn't want halfway people. Right. That's not worship. That I don't know what that is. But I believe it's not that, worship. But I do believe that he will meet you where you're at. Oh, no doubt. So I God, don't want to. I don't want to scare people off thinking if if you are unable to do that, that he's going to turn his back and no, walk no, no, away. No. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely, I'm talking about a concerted effort in worship that says, um, I know that God wants me to meet him full full bore. Right. But I'm willing to settle. For half, that's that's what I don't. That's that's what I want to uh, discourage people from. Uh, what what I like to term as the lazy Christian. Oh, who doesn't want to go out and find what he right. God created him to right. do in this world? Because really, and we we know this. We know this through the gospel story that God will absolutely meet you where you are. More than likely, nine times out of ten, it's in the bottom of a ditch. Your face is in the mud. Uh, you're in jail, you're whatever. God loves right. to come and get you there. Absolutely. That's where he that thrives. But it's when you don't, when you know, and you're choosing not exactly. to. That's that, the difference. Yeah. It is that whole idea. And I think that's what bothers me the most, is not the Christian who's down on their knees searching for God. It's just that they're searching in the mud pit because, man, I'm right there beside you. Right. Well, half the time they just don't know the truth or they've been misdirected or bad on their luck. What really bothers me are the ones who know better. And they do it anyway. And they do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm, at certain times, I'm part of that. So am I. And I hate, that bothers me about myself. Mm -hmm. And you say, why do you do that? You know better. But don't you think God knows that it might take you 500,000 times to learn that instead of 10,000? Yes. So he knows. Yeah. I just what I'm trying to say is I don't want people to get discouraged because they have some idea of perfect worship in their head no. that they can't meet. And I, you know, most of the people I talk to somehow are discouraged and they're so afraid that they're not going to heaven because they haven't been perfect or they don't worship perfect. That's just crazy. Well, it is, but people <laughs> actually believe that and that's just crazy. and that's why, you know, I don't want them to to no, think that you at are, all. You were exactly right. Because worship, and, and, and this is the way that I look at it, worship is everything about God, but lived out through its people. Mm-hmm. Worship should never be, and, and you and I may disagree on this, because there's semantics that go along with it. It's the word game that oh, you hate. Oh, yes. Okay. And I always hate using the word always because nothing is always. It just never is. The right. love, I mean, unless you want to throw in those things of the love of God and all those things, always. But but in in our world here, there's never an always. Just never. Um, 
but when I think of worship, and, and I talk about this, this vertical, this God and its people, worship is all about God, nothing about us. That's right. And if if somebody says, "Gosh, I hate to say it because it's it's not always the case," but I'll try and I'll try and explain what I mean. I I get I get uh, not, not I always wonder when people say this phrase, "What did you get out of worship?" I'm not supposed to get anything out of worship. You're supposed to give. And, and 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 I know that you do get things out of worship. That's why I'm saying there's a, ooh, people come out of worship happy, lifted up. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to do that. But that's not worship is Maybe about. Maybe the proper term would be you're fed in the church. I like that. You're fed by the pastor. You're I, fed by the music. Like you're that. fed by that. But the worship is from the inside of us yeah. out to God. I'm not supposed to get you're anything. You're supposed to give. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to get anything out of worship. Worship is my adoration and everything that I have being given to God. That's that's my holy and living sacrifice. So. What I was thinking about when I was coming up here was how hard it has been for me to go to church and mm-hmm. worship God because our church uh-huh. family is kind of in a, a bad state right mm-hmm. now. So I'm not really worshiping God. I'm focused on all the problems in the sure. church. And that makes a really difficult worship. You don't, well, you're that's not, not worshiping. That's not worship not. at all. Yeah, you're just there. Yeah. And it's not from the heart. It's right. not like I'm And it's hard up. for people to hear it because it's not the general consensus or the general understanding of what worship is. But how many people go to church with that attitude? Everyone. All of us do. <laughs> that's the well, that's what I said. It was really hard after I thought about this. I thought, man, I'm really not doing well with we, this. No, we, we as a collective body of Christ get it wrong all the time. That's why it is a constant thing. And we say it is not an easy thing. Please, if we are trying to, if we are making it sound like it's easy, it's not. We're saying it wrong. And if we're trying to say that it's you, not us, then you're misunderstanding us. It's all of us. Yes. True worship is the emptying of self for the filling of God. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's, that's what more, true worship is. More it's, of him, less of me. It's all uh, all of him, none of me. Well, yeah, that's a better. That's better. <laughs> that's the goal. That's better. It. it and we both sitting here know that it's darn near impossible. Well, that's that's was my conclusion that I don't do it. So if you're having trouble with it, get in line. Help, join the club. And I said I wanted something easy this time. This is not easy. And that's why we say becoming Christ-like, mm-hmm. not Christ-like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are constantly striving to say this is where I should be. This is where I am. And again. As with all of our studies, the self-inspection and the truth comes in. Where am I? Yes. And it just, for example, this Sunday when you go to church and you're sitting in that pew and you've stopped thinking for just a moment and you've actually entered into what's going on, think to yourself, what am I doing here? What am I giving up? What is my holy and living sacrifice? sacrifice? And if you look at your watch, ask yourself, why did I just do that? Because I've been in the pulpit and watched the congregational members. Oh, I've yes. sat in the congregation and done it myself. What time is it? Is it so I yet? ask myself, what's the purpose of me wondering how much time is left? Is it the fact of this will be over soon? And if it's and if I'm thinking to myself, this will be over soon, is that appropriate worship? No. No. It's not. No. And again, we all do it. Yes. We all do it. It's scary though to think we've got it so backwards. <laughs> well, here's the thing. 
If you were to say to yourself, our worship service lasts an hour. If you go an hour and 10 minutes, I'm, I'm done with you. If, I, if you go an hour and 20 minutes, you're dead to me. It, and then to say to the congregation, today we're going to worship for two hours. In, in the ultimate thought, it would be, or it should be, hot diggity dog. We're going to this worship. This is cool. Two hours, make it 10, make it 24. Make it- I get to show God how much I love him for two hours. But what we say is, I ain't got no two hours. I'm hungry. I, I got stuff to do. Yeah. And the truth is, 24-7 worship as a lifestyle, we don't have anything else to do. Because you're breathing in God all yeah. the time in everything you do and every and, action you make. And I know... Um, um, I know that people will say, and and rightfully so, all right, you're talking best case scenario. You're not talking life anymore, Derek. And and as we begin this study, you're right. It's important for us to get to the point that we say, this is where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've talked about today. This is where God wants us. This is why God created us. This is the level we are supposed to be, to be Christ-like, to be in a continual state of worship. Next week, we're going to talk about where we really are. (laughs) Because people will say the same thing. How do you get there? And my answer is, I don't really know. I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure because, because that's perfect worship. And there is no such thing and as we're perfect not on this side of heaven. So next week we bring it back down to the living. And and we say to yourself, okay, last week we talked about where we should be. But let's be honest. None where of us are, are there. Right. That's well, when I talked about when yeah. we're at the different levels. Exactly. But to the person this Sunday who's looking at their watch or thinking about supper or the game they got to go to. Right. I'm asking you to think about your audience, which is God, watching you look at your watch yeah, and watching you and hearing you say, hey, God, I don't have time for you. I got to go yeah. here. Is this is this the amount of time? How much time do I have left to mm-hmm. give, that I have to give to you? Right. right. But And we don't even think about that because we don't consider it being God's time. Right. It's our time. It's our time. Yeah. We're supposed to be getting something. Yeah. But we don't worship to give. Yeah. Get. We worship yeah. to give. And if for some reason you go an hour and ten minutes, you've let us down because you didn't stay within the parameters of worship. And that's legalistic uh, <laughs> rituals. This very well could be our very last study because no, <laughs> everybody would be like, you're harsh. And we're not going to listen to you anymore. You took the great concept of worship and just ruined it for me. That's that's what people are going to say. Go to gotquestions.org and blame it on them, right? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> hey, blame it on us because I am I am uh, I am dead dead set in believing that that worship to God is nothing like we believe it to be. I agree. It it's just not. And and if you're not going to, you know, if we're going to talk about it, then let's be truthful about it. Well, but we're let's told be to honest. Worship in truth and spirit. Right. And so Truth means lining up with God's word, and right. so you need to get in the word and see what it right. says. Because if we take if we take the definition of worship and try and warp it to what we believe it to be, we are doing the exact opposite of what we are supposed to. Absolutely, we don't get to define that word. God does. God does. He's the creator. Yeah, and He says, "This is how you will worship me," and if, and everybody will say, "Well, that's kind of harsh." Hey, it's the God we serve. He is worthy of that worship. That you, either will be the love, thir- you either love him enough to obey him and love what he has given to you with all those gifts we named earlier yeah. to be obedient, or you don't. Or you're just stealing his good graces. That's all you're doing. Is he going to let you steal them forever? No. Especially when you know better? You give you just enough rope to hang yourself. That's, mm-hmm. that's the way. Hey, we're out of time. Uh, but this is going to be a fun study. And and if you disagree with us, uh, hey, get on Facebook, <laughs> get on Twitter, <clears throat> and let Dawn know. Email us at bemorechristlike at gmail.com. Go on our website. Go on our mobile page. 
hit that and say, Derek Dawn, you're full of it, man. You are trying to, you are making worships into something that it isn't. And uh, I'll tell you why you're wrong. Oh, uh, you know how we're going to tell you, though? We're, we're going to tell you with scripture. Absolutely. I can remember when you used to tell me, don't say it unless you can put scripture right. behind it. That's right. That's right. So we would, inc- I, w- I would really encourage you. Um, I would uh, just really, really encourage you. And I want to go back to it. And, uh, and, and Romans, 12. Romans 12 is what it is. And that's Romans 12, one and two, go and read it mm-hmm. and see what you get out of it. And tell us, you know, if you disagree with us, we want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, perhaps we might look at what you've said and said, you know what, you've got a great point, point there. I sure. miss that. I absolutely miss that. So we are open to that. Go and check out Romans 12, 1 and 2. Look up other uh, scripture about worship. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we are here to help one another. That's absolutely. what we are trying to do. So uh, we want you to and encourage you to join us every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Uh, we are going to be studying this or struggling Yes, struggling is right. Studying. There you go. (laughs) A mixture of struggling and studying. We're going to be studying (laughs) through this idea of what worship is because it's so important. It is vital. It is what we were created for. And I'm confident that God's going to grow you where you're at and reveal the next step for you. Absolutely. If you if you don't if you don't match where where we've just said that we should be. Get in line. It's part of the, it's part of the journey. The so mm-hmm. uh, we, we do want to encourage you every single day uh, to check out our website, check out our Twitter, check out our Facebook. Uh, you won't regret it. You will grow. So for everybody here at Becoming Christlike, for Dawn, for myself, for Jimbo, fantastic job in the producer's booth. Uh, we want to thank you for listening and encourage you each and every day to become more and more Christlike. God bless. God bless. Struggle to believe, but in those unclear moments.